Welcome to God Signs with your host, J.R. Bucklew, President and CEO of the Deaf Bible Society in Arlington, Texas. I'm Marshall Lawrence. The book of Psalms starts out with these words. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on this law he meditates day and night. Those are some of the most familiar words in the Bible, and at their core, they're about Scripture engagement. How do you engage with God's Word? I mean, we have so many ways to do it these days. You can choose from various printed translations and paraphrases, or you can use a number of Bible apps on your smartphone or tablet. And if you're listening to this broadcast, you can even read the Bible through your ears by listening to a recording of it on that same device. If you do that, you can choose whichever particular accent you want and even select background music or a dramatized audio version. We have lots of options. But do you know that there are still many, many people in the U.S. who can't take advantage of any of those options? And that's what you're going to hear about today from J.R. Bucklew and his special guest. J.R.? How do you best engage with God's Word. I mean, we have so many ways to engage with His Word today. Through reading it, through listening to the audio, and and on top of that, there are so many Bible apps available today where you not only can listen to someone read it, you can listen to it read in a whichever particular accent you want to listen to it read to you in, with special background music or soothing music or uh, dramatized audio. We, we have even versions and versions and versions of the Bible available to us that if you prefer something a little more traditional, you can read that. If you prefer something more uh, modern English, if you prefer something that's a more literal translation, a more contextualized translation, uh, you can read them you you can buy Bibles today that don't have the chapters and verse numbers, and you can read it as a whole letter. I mean, there's so many formats for which we can engage with God's Word. But how do you best engage with His Word within your day-to-day life? I mean, are there, are there seasons that you go through where you, you really only want to engage in the morning before your day gets hectic, or... At other times during the day, maybe when you're commuting to work, commuting home, during your lunch hour, uh, in the evening, maybe you have children, so after you've put them to bed, uh, how do you best engage? When do you best engage? Which version do you best engage with? Did you know that there are more versions of the Bible in the English language available to us today than there are sign languages in the world. And there are over 400 sign languages around the world. Yeah, more than 400 versions of the Bible available to us today in the English language And yet not one, not one of those 400 sign languages has a complete Bible. Only one 
of those sign languages has a full New Testament. And at best, there are a handful of others that have full books, just a handful of full books, the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark, Ruth, Jonah, the Gospel of Luke. A serious, serious, serious Bible poverty issue among sign languages. Not one. Not one has a full Bible. And not only you know, do we wonder why that is, you may wonder, why don't they have a full Bible? Or maybe you're wondering, yeah, but okay, J.R., uh, why do you even need a full Bible in a sign language? I mean, what's really the difference there between engaging with a, a signed Bible in sign language that's visual and a printed text Bible? What's the difference? I get asked those questions quite often, actually, people wanting to know, because you probably, like most people, are maybe have, have never really engaged with a deaf person. We had some research done uh, last year to just sort of survey the evangelical community to try to get a feel for how many people knew a deaf person or how many people had even met a deaf person, or how many people were related to a deaf person. And it was amazing to see the results that most people said that they didn't really know a deaf person. They, they just, like, they might remember having worked with a deaf person at some time in their life, or they might remember having having met, maybe they have a cousin or someone like that, or and, you know, a lot of times when you ask about deaf ministry, they say, well, you know, I think we, 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 we at our church, you know, down, down, in, down in the corridor, we have, we have an interpreter, I believe. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have an active deaf ministry, but, but, but couldn't tell us who, who, who's there or how many deaf people were there or what that ministry looked like. There's just this huge disconnect. And a lot of that's just due to lack of awareness. You just you don't know what you don't know. You can't engage without opportunity. You can't have the opportunity if you're not aware that the opportunity is right in front of you. Well, to sort of help us walk through and navigate these questions and and our thinking around why we even need a Bible in sign language, we have a very special guest joining us today, Jason Sir, who is the Director of Bible Acceleration at the Deaf Bible Society, is with us. Welcome, Jason. Hello. Well, I, I really like that uh, title, Bible Acceleration. Uh, what does that mean? What, 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 do you, what, what does that mean for you? What, what is your job at the Deaf Bible Society? Our use of the word Bible in Bible Acceleration refers to our goal of providing worldwide deaf communities with complete access to God's Word. The word acceleration recognizes that we have been delayed delayed by eras and ages and centuries worth of opportunities in sign language Bible translation. We're way behind in providing access to God's Word for the deaf. It's a reference to the fact that we need to get going. We need to speed up our sign language translation work. You're probably wondering how we do this. Where do we start? It starts with the deaf community, connecting with the local deaf communities, asking them if they want a Bible in their sign language. If we find a community that's interested, then we support their efforts and start working to establish a translation team. So specifically, though, you're the guy 
that drives that to happen. You 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 lead the team of accomplishing what you just told me of his word, the Bible, in every sign language being made available, but at an, at an accelerated rate because of those delays. And so what you do is you 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 make it happen. Is that correct? Yes, right now we have about 32 sign language translations available on the Deaf Bible app and the website. We're really moving and working in local communities to produce Bibles in sign language. Something else that's very important to understand is that even in a single country, there could be multiple sign languages in various deaf communities. Our work can't solely focus on any one sign language of a specific country. It focuses on a sign language used by each deaf people group. So you said there are over there's there's Bible content in over 30 sign language available on the different platforms through deafbible.com, the Deaf Bible app, uh, and you're distributing, you said, in other ways. Um, are those, those languages uh, that we have access to they're not. They're not all. They're not all our Bibles, right? I mean, those are. Are those. Are those partners contributed to that? What does that look like? Who. 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 Who provided the content? We partner with several organizations such as Deaf Missions, Deaf Harbor and Door, and Absta, and through these partnerships, we're able to form relationships with even more local people groups. Right now, Deaf Missions has the most translated sign language Bible content available. We actually expect by next year, in 2020, they will launch the first complete Bible in American Sign Language. That's really exciting. Yes, it is. And so it will be the first. It will. Which language would you say is the closest to being the second? Or which, which other sign language ha- would be the, uh, ha- have the most content available outside of the American Sign Language? Currently, there are two teams that follow closely behind American Sign Language. The first is Japanese Sign Language, and the second is Colombian Sign Language. Both are progressing well. What's helping them is that both of these translation projects are backed by strong community support and excellent translation teams that makes the translation happen. It's, it's really exciting to see the progress. I mean, it feels like, it doesn't only feel like, I mean, it's a reality that we've gone an eternity without a Bible being available in a sign language until this next year we're, we're projecting that one of our partners is going to have the, a, a full Bible made available in American Sign Language. And then it looks like following that we're going to see other sign languages start to, to complete New Testaments and other books. And it, it's almost like that it's working. Things are accelerating and, and, and it's happening. That's really exciting. It, it, but I can only imagine that's a huge job. But, but who are you? How did you end up at the Deaf Bible Society doing what you do? What, what was your life like? Well, I'm deaf and I was born into a deaf family. My aunt and uncle are also deaf. I've never met my great-grandfather, but I've heard he's also a deaf. I have the privilege of being a fourth-generation deaf family member. I grew up with full access to language. There were no communication barriers with my parents, my sisters, anyone in my family, except God. I really felt like I couldn't communicate with God. I was taught that I had to read a Bible, and since I was a kid, I read the comic Bible. And I looked at the pictures. At the time, we were attending a Lutheran church. And I'd try to get as much as I could and much information as I could. At home, I'd ask my dad to tell me Bible stories and sign language, and he would do that. But it depended on his mood. Sometimes he wasn't always up to it. 
this is really fascinating. I think this is a great example. We've talked before on the program of how different deaf people are from each other, even within their similarities and in their same world of being the deaf world and with sign languages, how they have different experiences. And where we've interviewed other people on on the program that talk about their life experience and the disconnect in communication they had with their parents or with their family, a lack of communication, and how that impacted their engagement with Scripture or their communion with God, whereas yours was, you know, your fourth generation deaf in your family, and all of a sudden, I mean, what you just said was amazing. You said, you know, I could communicate with my deaf uncle, but I couldn't communicate with this God I was supposed to worship. Like that, that is a that is a radically different experience uh, than I had. That, that, and so you 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 could only really engage on the surface. I mean, that's something really meaningful to me. Um, I did have access to communication in my family, and that's something that only one percent of the seventy million deaf people have. I am the one percent that deaf person that has deaf parents. However, despite the communication that I had growing up. I still didn't have direct access to God. I still couldn't connect with God mm-hmm. in my own language, in my heart language. Until now, as I think about that, just thinking about what makes me think of the other 99% who don't have access to communication with their parents or even access to language, and now their first experiences with the Bible, wow, that's powerful to think about. But, but you said you couldn't really engage with the Bible. So you had to use other tools like the comic book Bibles or picture Bibles or things like that. And so, I mean, we we have printed Bibles. We, I mean, printed Bibles are available. Um, but you're, you're, you say that's not enough, and you're talking about sign. We, we, we talk about sign language Bibles, but what, what is that? What, what is the difference in a signed Bible versus a printed Bible? When I read a printed Bible, I may not be able to understand it because it's not in my language. I can ask another person who reads that Bible to explain it to me and hope that they tell me something that's true. But it may not be. Yeah, so that's the risk you're taking. Exactly. Now, a Bible in sign language, I can read that Bible, and I can ask others for clarification. And I can take what they say and continue to read and then watch the Bible in sign language and gain other information. Maybe there's something that I missed or it didn't quite make sense to me. Well, you said watch. So, I mean, the, the sign language Bible is in video form, right? Yeah, I watched the sign language Bible. If I have access to a sign language Bible, that means I have access to Scripture. I can engage with persons and talk to them about scriptural content. I can have a dialogue with them instead of communication being one way. When I read the printed Bible, I feel like the information is always one way. Mm. It's a street. I gain understanding by what other people tell me, not by what I learn by myself. There's no ability to further investigate. Right. I can search in the Sign Language Bible. I can dig deeper into God's Word than I can in a written text. Is this something unique to you, or is this a common thing with deaf people all around the world? I think it's very common. When we're able to watch the Bible in sign language, we have more access to information because we're receiving information in our language, our heart language. It allows for more dialogue to take place between me and other people who are reading scripture. 
Like I said, reading scripture that's in a text is a one-way street. I gain understanding through what other people tell me, mm-hmm. not what I get. So we need it. We need we need it available in every sign language. What does what does the process look like for translating the Bible into any particular sign language? What in general? What how how does that how does that happen? How does it work? Well, first it starts with the community of deaf people gathering together. Then the community of deaf churches and other believers are established. Then the process of translation can begin with the support and backing of other organizations. We provide the team with training, equipment, and financial resources that are required. The teams are assigned a translation consultant to work on the project and aid in the translation process. The translated content is then complete. It's then brought into the community to be checked. Changes and adjustments are made based on community recommendations and again checked by the consultant. When scripture content is finished and it's gone through all the necessary steps and approvals, it is finalized and distributed. So you mentioned a, a consultant. Um, I, I assume that implies that there's some sort of, uh, some sort of standards that are followed in a Bible translation project. I mean, how do you how do you, how do you really ensure quality? How do we how do we ensure accuracy? Well, we work with partners who follow standards, and they're set by the Forum of Bible Agencies International. And those partner organizations are the ones who assign consultants. Consultants go through extensive training. Some of them already have experience working with other sign languages and other language and people groups. They're assigned to translation projects. They ensure that the translation team meets the standards of excellence. So there's some sort of official process. I mean, what, what if somebody just wanted to go in their garage and say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to sign it and I'm going to make a Bible. But you're saying that, that that's not quite the same thing. No, it's not the same thing because it doesn't include the deaf community in the process. Often, translation teams include a diverse group of people from various churches and denominations. This way, when they're working and doing the work of translation, for example, say it's maybe Mark chapter 13, verses 1 through 15. After the verses are approved by the consultant, then they bring those verses back to the community to make sure that they are accurate and acceptable to how the community understands the language. This prevents the scriptures from incorporating the signs of only one person or maybe one family and how they specifically might use the language. It creates a translation that's accepted by the whole community, not just that particular part of the community. Well, so you've mentioned several times, you've talked about partners. You, you, you were just saying that the, you know, the difference is including leadership for multiple denominations to ensure that the translation is, a, is, is as accurate as possible without sort of a denominational bent thrown into the translation and that the language is as uh, natural as possible without it just being however me and my family sign it at home in the garage. And, and you've mentioned other partners within this forum that provide consultants, that, that partners that do training and partners that can check accuracy and different technical pieces of the project. How, I mean, how important is partnership in the process really? I mean, it, is it is it really important to work in partnership with the different organizations, or is, is it just something you do because you like to do it? 
Our partnerships are invaluable. Our partnerships create a sense of accountability, strength, and security. It protects the translation teams and their content. It also ensures that any scripture produced will actually reach the whole community and not one particular denomination or church. Not just one church. We believe the Bible is the word of God, and it belongs to everyone in their language, their heart language. Well, speaking of you know, unbelievers, you know, it, it's, it's been said for quite a long time, actually, that only 2% of the estimated over 70 million deaf people around the world have ever been introduced to the gospel or been shared a gospel presentation. I mean, how are you and how are partner organizations finding deaf leaders to participate in a sign language Bible translation project? I mean, are, are most of these guys unbelievers? Right, exactly. Not just one church, but all churches. Even deaf non-believers, the scriptures are for them as well. Typically, we search for deaf people in established churches. Sometimes we contact deaf associations like deaf clubs, sports teams, and so on. We're really looking for the local deaf community. We ask those people if they're interested in a Bible in their sign language. And then we start bringing people together to discuss how they'd like to form a translation team with the specific goal of translating the Bible into sign language. What is something that has really stood out to you? I mean, I'm I'm sure as you were just talking about how it works that you've come across somebody in a project somewhere. I mean, has has there been someone whose story has really impacted you as seeing their life change as they've engaged in the translation process? Yes. um, There was one translation team in particular They were starting the process of translation. It was a brand new project. There was someone from the local university who decided to join the team. He was only available for a week, though. So while he is there, the translation team had assigned each person who came a specific duty or role. There were signers, editors, etc. Well, it just so happens that this individual was given the job of a signer. And so it was decided that would be the best fit for him. He ended up becoming the signer on the team. And remember, though, this person wasn't a believer at the time. He continued his involvement with the team for over a week. Afterward, he commented that he could see a clear distinction between believers he had worked with that week and non-believers. He continued to work on the translation team, and eventually he gave his life to Christ. So even non-believers sometimes are involved in the work of translation. It depends on the country. Some of the countries are very strict and only will allow believers to be involved. However, other countries struggle because of the lack of resources. They don't have as much manpower, so they sometimes accept whoever they can, but the results can still be good. Jason, thank you for what you do. Thank you for using your life to serve, and thank you for spending time to share with us today. Thank you. You're welcome. If you're listening to this broadcast, I'm guessing that the Word of God is precious to you. And if that's the case, the great news to take away from this program today is that virtually all the hearing people in the world now have Bible translations available to them in their native language, the language that they think in. But we can't say that about the deaf. Not yet, anyway. Well, those of us who love the Lord and who love deaf people think it's about time to get that done, don't you? 
Yes, the process takes time, and yes, it takes talented, dedicated people, and yes, it takes money to fund the process. But imagine, just imagine how the eyes of a little deaf boy or girl will light up the first time they see the story of Jesus gathering the children to himself and blessing them. Wow, that's a message we need to get out to all the children in the world, to all the people in the world. And we need to do it as soon as we can. You can help by going to GodSigns.com and making a contribution to this vital cause. GodSigns.com. Please join us. It's never going to get done without people like you and me. GodSigns.com. Thank you. JR, final thoughts? You know, the story that Jason shared, as he was sharing, I couldn't help but think, you know, this is just one story, one story of so many stories that, that, that I have heard and that I've had the privilege of seeing firsthand of deaf lives being impacted all around the world right now through current Bible translation projects, through scripture engagement trainings, through distribution of scripture. And seeing Deaf Bible Society partner with multiple different organizations, from Door International to Deaf Missions to the Asia-Pacific Sign Language Development Association. And, and, and this work needs your prayers. It needs your support to keep these projects moving forward. And not only to keep them moving forward, but to begin new ones. I would encourage you, please, please, please go to GodScience.com where you can access uh, different content so you can learn more about how you can be a part of making that happen. I mean, think about it again. How do you engage with his word? Is it in audio? Is it in print? Is there some sort of video storing thing that you watch? And now... Let's not even think about a version. Let's just take it all away. What if you didn't have access to any of it? How would you delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night if it wasn't there? What would you do? And that fear that you may be feeling right now that I have when I think about that is, 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 the, is a reality. For millions and millions and millions of deaf people all around the world still today but it doesn't have to be and that reality is quickly changing the acceleration of Bible translation work and the acceleration of distribution is happening today and we can do more with your support so please would you consider today going to godsigns.com share this program with a friend and help us, help us, help us distribute more Bibles today than we could yesterday. Help us start another project tomorrow that we could not start today without your support. Because together, the whole body of Christ is how this will happen. So that together we can all meditate on it day and night. Remember, this program is made available at GodSigns.com. In American Sign Language, please, 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 if you have a friend, a family member that is deaf, send them there so that they can also be encouraged by what God is doing around the world through people just like them. And remember, 
God's signs are everywhere. He is signing around me and around you and among deaf people's lives all around the world. And the mission is the Great Commission until all the deaf have seen. Thank you. Thank you, JR. And thank you for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for another edition of God Signs from Deaf Bible Society. So that together we can all meditate on it day and night. Remember, this program is made available at GodSigns.com in American Sign Language. Please, 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 if you have a friend, a family member that is deaf, send them there so that they can also be encouraged by what God is doing around the world through people just like them. And remember, God signs are everywhere. He is signing around me and around you and among deaf people's lives all around the world. And the mission is the Great Commission until all the deaf have seen. Thank you. Thank you, JR. And thank you for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for another edition of God Signs from Deaf Bible Society.